This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray break down Monday Night Raw. We talk about the amazing video package and the emotional segment with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler before their big matchup coming up at SummerSlam. Speaking of SummerSlam, we also talk about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. And for a very first time on Busted Open, we have the family. That's right, Stax, Tony D'Angelo, your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Join Bully and I right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I think when you get this close to a big show, you don't want to give away too much, but yet you still want to sell your audience on SummerSlam. And I thought that the WWE did a good job of that last night. I thought it was a a good show at best. Like nothing. um, I'll tell you what I really loved. I think we're going to be on the same page. Yeah, we are. You you already know what I'm going to say. I was, I, and I said out loud in my home, I love this. Go ahead, you go first. It was the it was the video package on Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Lights out. Ding ding bully. ding. Whew. Circle gets the square. Johnny, tell him what he's won. To see Ronda cry, and then at the end, I thought Shayna was going to cry too. Like this story of how this incredible friendship destroyed by the wrestling business. Yeah. yeah. You could say it was destroyed because of uh, egos and this and that destroyed by the wrestling business to see the four of them there. Uh, uh, Rhonda and Shayna and Marina Shafir. I'm sorry. I forget the last girl's name. Uh, the picture of the four horsewomen uh, and to see how close they were and seeing stills of Shayna and Rhonda with genuine smiles on their faces and how coming to the WWE to completely different paths and directions and a friendship destroyed by it. The reason I like that so much is because it's true. Yep. This business has destroyed many a friendship because of jealousy that's the that's the number one thing because of guys and gals stabbing each other in the back. That's why, pers- and I've said this before, Dave, I don't really hold a personal grudge against anyone in the wrestling business. There might be one guy out there who's been on my shit list for a long, long time. But other than that one, I've kind of, forgiven anybody who may have wronged me because at this stage of the game, I understand how this business changes certain people and it gets them thinking in a way that that person probably would not have thought or acted if they were never in the wrestling business. So that I was really immersed in that package last night between Rhonda and Shayna. And we know that the WWE does phenomenal storytelling with their packages no matter who it is so yeah that that had me hook line and sinker last night a bully it was tremendous and 
because we, like you said, we haven't seen that side of Ronda Rousey. We haven't seen that side of Shayna Baszler. Bully, we over the course of time since Shayna has been on the main roster have complained about the way Shayna has been used. She used that fuel and that fire in that vignette last night. And everything she said was basically true. Like, here you are. You're in Ronda Rousey's shadow. Ronda Rousey is the mainstream superstar. You know how, like, she got kind of lackadaisical, which I, I think Ronda has in this latest run. The fans have turned on her. And Shayna has to feel the backlash of it. Like, Ronda doesn't care. Ronda can come in and out of the pro wrestling business as she chooses. She doesn't need the pro wrestling business, but Shayna does. And Shayna has to feel all that hate, even when Ronda isn't there. And the fact that she's in her shadow, the fact that Ronda's always going to be out in front, the only way and the only solution is what's happened here. And I can feel... For Shayna, and that's what's interesting about it, is I don't know in the way that they presented it whether you're supposed to feel sorry for Ronda or supposed to feel sorry for Shayna. But I felt for Shayna watching that video package last night, Bully. Which leads me to believe, and I could be wrong, that Shayna will be sticking around and Ronda is going to be riding off into the sunset. I would think so. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and, if, and if that was the plan... If if Rhonda is going away, because you know Rhonda has you know her and her husband, uh, they have their ranch, they you know they have a child now, maybe even two. I'm not sure. I think Rhonda has had her. What's the word I'm looking for? Her 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 fill of the wrestling business. Her fill of the wrestling business. Now that's not to say that maybe taking a year off they might bring her back and everything. She's still Rhonda Rousey. She's still a name. She's still got a hell of an entrance and can and get the job done in the ring with the right opponent. So if if Ronda was leaving and Shayna was staying, the last thing that I want to see is those two women hugging in the middle of the ring. I want that emotional moment. I want them to have their final fight. I want Shayna to go over. I want Ronda to take off her boots or whatever, you know, her wrestling boots. I want her to take off Roddy's kilt or his leather jacket. I want her to leave it in the middle of the ring. And I want those two women hugging. I want the business that destroyed their friendship, allowing them to hug one, one last time. And, and bully, I don't know what's going to happen, but what you just said, I'm going to guess is probably the truth. I kind of feel like this is kind of the end of the road for Rhonda when it comes to the pro wrestling business. I could be wrong. That first run that Ronda had, Bully, I, I know you agree, I thought it was phenomenal. I know there were fans that got on her because I think fans had blind love for Becky Lynch and they really didn't want to accept Ronda Rousey. But if you really look at that first run of Ronda, Bully, it was great. I thought she was great on the microphone. And obviously, she catapulted that women's division to the main event of WrestleMania 35. I don't know if Charlotte and Becky would have been the main event. I think they really did need Ronda. Now, listen, it's a, di it's a different world. They needed you... all three women. When I look at Fair Ronda, yes. Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte from WrestleMania at Giant Stadium, when you, when you ask, well, who was the most important one there? They were all equally important. 
I understand why Charlotte was there. Charlotte, what they needed a ring general that night, and that ring general was Charlotte. I understand why Ronda was there because Ronda was the 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 worldwide known uh, name and star that's going to get mainstream coverage for the women main eventing WrestleMania for the first time. And Becky, old school, got over the, that you know the old school way and organic. You know, boil. The people were behind Becky. And then Becky steps in front of that punch from Nia Jackson, creates a WrestleMania-esque moment in time. So all three of those women belong there. I agree with it. I agree with you. But you have to give Ronda this credit. One, like you said, the mainstream star. And I really think she helped open the door where now, if you have a women's match as the main event of WrestleMania, that, you know what, it's not, it's not historic anymore because it's been we it's done like they deserve that opportunity. And now with the help of Rhonda, she helped open that door. Whether you like her or not, she helped open up that door for the women's division in the WWE. And I thought that first run was great. The second run bully, not even close to being anywhere near that first run. It just feels like to me watching as a fan, her heart's not in it. You know, she's not nearly as good on the microphone, and it just it doesn't have that feel to it anymore. And maybe you're right. Maybe at this point in her career, she's gotten her feel. This is something she's always wanted to do. It was a dream of hers. She did it. She main-evented WrestleMania. Where do you go from there, Bully? Like, if if you don't need the money and you don't need the fame, which I feel like Ronda at this point in her career probably doesn't need the money, probably at this point doesn't want the fame anymore. If anything, she probably wants to go, you know, under all that because she has a family now. So she probably wants to be more of a family person than a star. You know, this might be the end of the road for Ronda Rousey. And if it is, Bully, if if SummerSlam turns out to be her last match, I got to give her her flowers because I think she's done a phenomenal job. I don't think there's anything left for Ronda to do in her short wrestling career. You've main evented WrestleMania. You've been a world champion. I mean, to go out against your best friend, Shayna, in the MMA world, in the pro wrestling world, you know, do the right thing for for Shayna. I I, th- I think that's it. I mean, what else do you do with Ronda? If, if Ronda Rousey is not involved in a personal storyline or, or in the world championship picture, what do you do with her? Do you have her hovering around the mid card? I mean, come on. The, the, if this is it, I agree with you. Great job, Ronda Rousey. Have a nice life. The only thing that she has left to do is elevate her friend to the next level. And I feel like if Shayna, go ahead, go ahead, bully. No, no, no. Finish your thought because I got a back end to that. Go ahead. Okay. Cause I feel like if Shayna can beat Rhonda at SummerSlam and then you have that emotional moment that you were talking about, I think that would elevate Shayna. Shayna is great. You know, Shayna, we had Shayna on about a month ago, bully before she turned on Ronda was just before I think a week before she turned on Ronda and we were talking about her promos I think Shane is a great promo I think she's excellent on the microphone I think given the chance in the spotlight she's excellent in the ring she brings credibility 
you know, because she is a legit MMA fighter. She she could be somebody to me if used the right way could be a main eventer in your women's division. If yeah, it's a big if. It's a big if because they haven't word. been able to do it yet. Small word, lots behind it. Will the will a victory over Ronda Rousey convince the powers that be creative to propel Shayna Baszler? To the next level, because our biggest complaint was Shayna can do all of the same things that Ronda has, except she doesn't have the name Ronda Rousey. Yep. So, you know, let's say they put Shayna over at SummerSlam, all the pomp and circumstance of this huge victory. What do they do with her the next night? It's all about the follow up. If they don't follow up strong with her, she will immediately go back to where she was before this entire story with Ronda Rousey. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. What did you think of what we saw last night with Cody and with Brock, both physically and on the microphone. I'm more intrigued to know what Brock did last night that you said you didn't see coming or very rarely does. So ping pong, back to you. All right. It was the reaction from the crowd when it came to Brock Lesnar. We've talked many, many times, you and I, on this show about Brock Lesnar. Now, whether he was playing the good guy or the bad guy, he always gets... A reaction and you always say bully whether it's a negative one or a positive one it's usually a good mix because he's a star so even when he's playing the bad guy and we saw him in that bad guy role many many times but get a positive reaction from the crowd and I would ask you why and he said because he's a star people are excited to see Brock Lesnar because he's a star this is one of the few times bully where I've seen the crowd react to Brock since his return in a negative way. So let me ask you, is it because, like we were talking about with Ricochet and Logan Paul, the reactions that Ricochet got because Logan Paul was so hated? Are we getting the reactions for Brock? Is it because Cody is so loved? No. You're not talking about the what chance, right? No, that's a... That's a totally different thing. Oh, okay. But when when Brock lately, when Brock comes out, he's getting booed. I'm not less. Well, he, we're he, hearing he beat less up Cody. and less cheers for Brock Lesnar than ever because before. He is in the ring now with somebody that they genuinely love, that, or they are <clears throat> they're on their way to genuinely loving Cody. Each and every time Cody's out there, he's getting more and more people on his side. Slow and steady wins the race, brick by brick, fan by fan. I think Brock is getting this reaction because the things that Brock has done to Cody are very heelish, i.e. beating beating him up in front of his mother. I'm not shocked that Brock is getting a heel reaction. 
he's the bad guy in this portion of Cody's journey. Um, to that point, and it's something that Sam Roberts said on our show yesterday, which I found very interesting and very, very true, is right now in the WWE, it seems, Bully, for the most part, that fans are really buying in to the good guys and the bad guys. Like, they're following the progression of the characters and the personalities, and they're reacting the right way. I think that's because of good storytelling, but I also think it's because of emotional investment right now as well. You can't beat good storytelling, Dave. Because if you're telling good stories, that must mean you have good characters. And vice versa. If you had good characters, you can tell good stories. Here's what had me scratching my head last night. Go ahead. And I will ask you, the founding member of the Cody Rhodes fan club, why did Cody, after everything that has happened, go to shake Brock's hand? Well, I mean, because, and I get it. I understand the story behind it. But Brock asked for it, and Cody delivered it. Cody's always going to, it feels like Cody is always going to do the right thing. And I also feel like Cody felt like he was prepared for any physicality that was going to happen. Unfortunately for him, it was just too much. Did I I miss miss something? Yeah, Cody. Brock Brock, asked Cody to shake his hand? Yes, Brock said in the middle of the ring for Cody to come out and to shake his hand. Okay. I must, that must've just flew under the radar with me. So, okay, fine. So Cody is doing the stand up right thing. Yes. Thank you for clearing that up for me. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I like that. I like the fact that he asked for it and Cody came out and did it because Cody is doing the right thing. And I almost feel like Cody's as confused about all this as the fans are. Why is Brock acting this way? And I felt like almost for a second that Cody had earned Brock's respect. But just like any other good heel, it didn't really matter at the end of the day. As you're talking just now, an idea came to mind based on the earning of the respect. Do you remember when Cena had that moment with Cody and you, you came on, we came on the day after and you're like, bully, that was a passing of the torch. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. And even Cena, when we asked him that question, when he was on, he kind of danced around it. Never, never definitively saying, oh yeah, that was a passing of the torch as opposed to it just being another moment in time for Cody to help get him to the next level. If Cody defeats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, and the first person you see on the Raw after Mania is Cody Rhodes standing in the middle of the ring with his championship, and Brock Lesnar's music hits, which will have everybody just gasping for their breath. And Brock Lesnar comes to the middle of the ring and shakes Cody's hand and walks out. That's a passing of the torch. I agree. With I'd you. like to see that shake, that handshake come back full circle in which it would tell me that Brock is telling Cody, 
It wasn't personal, but I needed to make it personal to get you here. I love it. And don't for, don't forget, Bully, in the lead to the match between Roman and Cody, we saw the same thing. It, Roman, before that match at WrestleMania 39, Roman and Cody shook hands in the middle of the ring. I'm not talking at the match. I'm talking the build towards the match. And that's kind of what I thought was going to happen here. Obviously, it didn't happen. But just that sign of respect. I love the idea, Bully. If we do see Cody beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. And again, I still say it, Bully. It's still a big if that we're going to see that moment at WrestleMania 40. Because a lot, a lot's going to happen on Saturday to see if that moment actually does happen between Cody and Roman. I wish last night we would have gotten nothing but the shoulder check. Because nothing really meant anything. Other than the shoulder check, the physicality didn't mean anything to me because we saw Cody a half an hour later in the back saying Brock Lesnar would have to break my arm again and I'd still make it to the match. So that physicality was really inconsequential. I agree. I I think the most significant thing was that shoulder brush that Brock gave to Cody. Handshake, shoulder brush. Walk away. I don't know where I, the physicality to me that didn't get them any farther. Even if Cody doesn't appear later on in the show, it still didn't really do anything for me. We saw it already and we saw it happen in front of his mother. You're not going to get anything bigger than that. So, 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 so Brock Lesnar beats him upside the head with the stairs three times. F fives him in the middle of the ring. We still see Cody half an hour later. How did, how did we take a step forward? And you're right. You already got beat down in front of your mom. In order, you know, in order for that to take the next step, we got to do something more physical or we do something considerably less physical. That's a, we start off with the sign of respect of the shaking of the hands. And then 15 seconds later, we end with the shoulder brush. And maybe a look back and a look back. Well, let and that me should have been this. it. Let me ask you this. How bad would Cody look, though, if Brock gave him the shoulder brush and Cody doesn't respond to that? Doesn't but Cody who gave who? Who gave who the shoulder brush? Brock gave it to Cody. Cody didn't he... move out of the way. I-, I could sit here and make a case that Cody did it to Brock just as much as Brock did it to Cody. Interesting. Go back and watch it. It looks 50-50 to me. Brock walked straight. Cody stood his ground. Looked like like they both brushed each other. So that's the way way I kind of saw it. But Cody Cody dives out onto Brock, which which I guess they wanted us to believe it was Brock that did it to Cody. Could you, could that moment that you're talking about, if Cody goes on to WrestleMania 40, and beats Roman, and then you have Brock come back and give that sign of respect to Cody. Could you do that sign of respect if Cody beats Brock and have Brock come out on Monday after SummerSlam and give that sign of respect to Cody, saying, you know what? You're the guy. You're the guy. Could you? Yes. Is it the best placement in my mind? No. 
Because think, if Cody defeats, let's say Brock goes away after SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And Cody runs the gamut, and we get all the way to Philadelphia. And Cody wins. And the first, and then Monday Night Raw comes. You open up Raw with Cody. All the cheers, the this, the that, the pyro, the Cody chants. And before Cody can say a word, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Now, we wouldn't have heard or seen from Brock since SummerSlam. What kind of reaction are you going to get in that arena? You're going to get a great re- You're going to get a big reaction because people are going to be like, oh, my God, what's he about to do? Oh, my God, he's back again. Yep. He's like Jaws. And here he comes back. And there's that. T- I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. The tense moment of the stare down of what's going to happen. Is Cody about to get F5? Is, Co- is Brock coming back for Cody? Shakes his hand, raises his hand. I don't know. To me, that is a passing of the torch moment. Now, whether or not we get the backstory as to why, I don't know. But to me, the why would be, it wasn't personal, Cody. But I had to make it personal to help you finish your story. I had to put you through hard times. And if you can survive Brock Lesnar's hard times, you can defeat, you could, that's what helped you defeat Roman Reigns. All right. First of all, I love Are you digging it or not? I dig it. I dig it. Now he does have to finish the story. So I know I've, I've asked you this question a million times, but I'm going to ask it to you again, bully with the way things are going and the things that have happened now, we're now four months removed from WrestleMania 39. Do you still think Cody is going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia? Yes. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Your new NXT Tag Team Champions, the family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Gentlemen, thanks for the time and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. What a night. What a night, huh? We knew we had it. We had it in the bag, man. We knew they didn't have the stamina. Marky Mark and the Chunky Bunch weren't going to hang with us. Come on. Come on. It's true. It's true, Bully. I mean, Bully, you as the most decorated tag team champion of all time, you had to have a smile on your face this past weekend when the family won those tag team titles. I was cutting the mozzarella and I was smiling from <laughs> ear to ear. That's there what I'm go. talking about, baby. <laughs> Stacks, what part of Italy is your family from anyway? Yeah, same part of his. Same part as his, man. My mother raised in Queens. Uh, so I, I grew up in New York. So that's, that's where I've been. And then I met this guy. And ever since then, man, it's been like peanut butter jelly. I love All it. Right. Now, and Tony, I got to give you a lot of credit because you've gone through a lot of legal issues lately. A lot of stuff was going on with you, but yet, you know, thanks to Stacks and thanks to just having some clear heads, 
you know, you were able to focus, concentrate, and win those tag titles. So kudos to you, sir. Kudos to both of you for being a I great team. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it was a little rough in there, but, uh, you know, I got a lot of trust in my guy here. So we figured it out. Guys, how naturally does this whole thing come for you? As the wrestling part? To be, to, be, to, be, to be more specific, how naturally does the whole La Familia thing come for you? The very Sopranos-esque, Goodfellas-esque, Godfathers-esque, you know, you know all, all that rolled into one. Maybe even a little bit of Bronx Tale thrown in there. You know, now you can't leave. How oh, yeah. naturally does this come for you guys? Well, you know, um, you know, I come from an Italian family, you know, um, I'm Sicilian. Uh, so I've been doing this kind of my whole life. You know, I have uncles that sound like that and I'm kind of making fun of them. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how I started doing it, uh, growing up. And, uh, I've been preparing for this pretty much my whole life, not on purpose. You know, I never knew this is what I was going to do, but, uh, that's why I think it comes off so uh, natural to me. Um, you know, it, it's real. I mean, obviously the whole, you know, mobster thing, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, the Italian part, it's, it's as true as it can get. And I grew up watching Sopranos, all the Bronx Tales, Goodfellas. And I think, you know, the minute we got together, it was just, you know, thinking, having that stuff in the back of our mind. And we're just going into these, these interactions with Gallus, all that. And it, that's what it is. You know, he's Tony, I'm Chrissy. You know, it's just, it's how it is. And we just play off of that. Yeah. And, you know, it's the beauty of, you know, sports entertainment and pro wrestling. You just take your characters and you turn it up all the way to 10. And that's what right. makes it so beautiful and makes for great television. And, you know, and Stax, I'll start with you, but I, I'd love to get both your answers on this. Just about the growth of NXT lately. You know, we've had a lot of NXT talent on the air. We had Shawn Michaels on last week. And, you know, a lot of buzz around NXT, a lot more eyes on NXT. And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, I got to be honest here, when it went from the black and gold brand of NXT to NXT 2.0, a lot of people were looking at the brand a lot differently. But because of how talented you guys are, you have really gotten over with a new generation of fans. So, Stax, how do you feel like things have gone for the brand of NXT? And how does it feel to see those numbers rise over the last few I, months? I think NXT is putting on a product that's unlike any other TV show on right now. I think me and this guy, like, I mean, we're Leonardo DiCaprio every week. I mean, like, we're putting on, you know, these, these he's in jail. You know, I'm sitting there talking to him. You know, it, it's... There's a lot of uh, motion and, and a great story being told before these matches even happen. And then we're going in and having, you know, in my opinion, we're getting to the point where we're having those takeover level matches that you were familiar with in the black and gold. We're getting to that point. You know, we just tore it up with Gallus at, uh, in, in Texas. So I think uh, the brand trajectory is, is in a good place. I'm going to ask you <clears throat> the same question I ask most of the NXT talent that we are happy to have here on Busted Open. When it comes to learning, expanding your knowledge, you have a wealth of knowledge down there in NXT, mm -hmm. yeah. i.e. Shawn Michaels, who was just right. on with us la uh, yeah. last week. When you need help with an aspect of your match, 
an aspect of your promo. Who are your go-tos in NXT for advice? So I'll answer this first. I think for me, our style, uh, what we do in the ring, it's very brawly. It's very putting boots on a guy. And I don't think there's anybody better than Fit. Uh, Fit's kind of our mentor in that way. Everything's gritty. Everything is, you know, when we put somebody in, in a headlock, you know, we're grinding our forearm across his face. Uh, that's all stuff we picked up from Fit. And then I think Terry's a guy we, we go to a lot for, you know, kind of uh, certain advice and how to grow our brand. Uh, he's, he's smart in that element of it and just being different and standing out. But that's me. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Fit, Terry, uh, and Bloom, you know, they've, they've really helped. I mean, ever since I debuted, uh, those guys have been in my corner helping me out. Any questions I have, they answer it. And they, uh, you know, they've helped mold this character into uh, what it is now. So, You guys are very early into this, you know, tag team thing as a guy who's been involved in tag team wrestling the majority of his career and having a partner attached to my hip for over 20 years i know the ups the downs at this stage of your careers as a tag team how do you deal with adversity with one another how do you deal with each other or the problem at hand between the two of you i think we got a good uh you know, cohesive relationship, you know, I, we've never really had any issues outside of, you know, uh, work. And then even in work, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other. So it's just, I mean, we haven't reached that point yet. He pisses me off. I mean, he pisses me off from time to time. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, he doesn't, he's got a mouth on him, but you know, I, I think, you know, the big thing is we both are competitive. We both drive each other and we both have our sights set on something bigger. You know, you're talking about NXT and, you know, this brand growing. I think, you know, I, I think the thing about NXT titles now, different from the main roster titles, I think for us, you know, main roster is more defending. They're in defense mode. But to me, us holding these NXT tag team titles puts us in defense and attack mode. We have our sights set on going up and taking on guys like the OC, taking on guys like the New Day. Obviously, we're going to have all these tag teams in NXT coming up and wanting to get a shot at us. But, you know, for us, our sights are set bigger. Well, I'm sorry. One more follow up, Dave. It sounds like you're very passionate about NXT as its own brand and as two guys that would like to stay there and elevate the NXT tag team championships. But what if you got a call tomorrow and said, report to SmackDown on Friday? <laughs> well, we're not going to not do that, you know? <laughs> no, I under, no, no, I understand that. But genuinely, in your mind, how would you feel about that? Hey, listen, I'm cool with this guy. Put me on a plane next to this guy. We'll go fly to SmackDown, and then we'll come back and, and work right here on NXT. You know, I don't hate him yet. I just told you that. We're cool, you know? <laughs> I could put up with them for now, maybe a year down the road. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll want to just be on one show. So I only have to see him one time a week. But for now, I'll see him. I'll see him a couple times a week. Oh, I can hear the dirt sheets running with this one. Uh, <laughs> the family hey, might break up soon. <laughs> hey, hey, he knows we got to get off this call right after this. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about like the development in NXT, the development of your personalities, the development of your character and seeing it go through and being successful, you know, you know, winning the tag titles, having gold around your waist, that, 
that's the ultimate goal. And it also shows that the work that you put in is working, that your characters, your personality, and the stories are working. Like, how does it feel for both of you to see that develop over time and be as successful as it has been? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was just talking to the head writer, uh, Johnny Rousseau, the other day, and he came up and he showed me my first uh, uh, promo that I did when I got here. And he was like, you know, look at look at this. And I don't even sound the same. You know, like like my mannerisms were a little different. And I was just like, wow, like it, to see the character grow from that to what we're doing now. We got the NXT titles and, you know, all the ups and downs. You know, I had a, an injury with the knee, kind of slowed the progress a little bit. And um, I'm happy, you know, uh, always pushing for more, always grinding, you know, getting trying to learn. And I think it's, it's going to take a, uh, some time, you know, I've only been doing this for two, two and a half years now. So I don't know from, from where I started to where I'm at now to where we're at now. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's going. I so, came what in, we, so, okay. Keep going. Sorry. I got, so I came in with the legatos uh, when we were feuding with the legatos. And, and to me, I look back at me and his dynamic then and, and, just, you know, when we were on the yacht down in Miami together and just like to me now, I, I think, you know, not just in the ring, behind the scenes, uh, we're finding our flow. I definitely think we're finding our flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. We're young. We're good looking men. I think, uh, you know, I think we got a lot uh, to learn, but I also think we're going this way and that's what we want. Important question. Have you ever been to DJs on the Jersey Shore? <laughs> no, but I, I've been to Bar A. Okay, <laughs> okay good answer. <laughs> so uh, I think that counts. You know, I got a yes, it does. <laughs> Amazing. Tony Bully could ask that question. Uh, you, yeah, know, right. you, men- you mentioned you mentioned Johnny Russo, and I think he's one of you know somebody mm-hmm. that falls under the radar. I think he's extremely talented and has done a lot for NXT because Bully, we've talked about it. You could tell like, just the storytelling on NXT over the last year has been phenomenal. And I think Johnny Russo is one of those people that not enough people are talking about how how the NXT as a brand has developed. And, you know, we talk about this a lot and we talked about it with Shawn Michaels. You know, the people that have been brought into NXT understand the team concept. And at the end of the t- at the end of the day, the brand of NXT being a team, do you feel like you're part of a team atmosphere under this brand of NXT? Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of got the whole like uh, college team feel to it. You know, I, I did amateur wrestling before this, and then coming here, and it's it's not so like uh, you know independent. Everybody, you know, you see everybody at practice, you see everybody almost every day, and um, you know, everybody's helping out each other. You know, we got a good dynamic and flow in, in the whole PC and then, you know, all the coaches and everything. So um, it definitely has that big, strong team aspect to it. There's a lot of people here right now, and I think it's just good for competition. I think it's good because it's just driving each one of us. Like, we know, yeah, we're the champs right now, but there's, <laughs> right. you know, there's 10 new teams being formed here right now that are yep. chomping at, you know, ankles trying to get their shot, you know? So I, I think it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's always good. always the next guy up. So yeah. we always, you know, have people biting at our heels to remind us, you know, 
Oh, don't get comfortable, you know. That's true. Um, if you met a wrestling fan who had never watched NXT before, what would you say to them? Why should they start watching immediately? To me, it's because, uh, you know, if this is a wrestling fan, you're going to get the wrestling. And to me, for myself, I was always, I loved the ruthless aggression era. I loved the attitude era. And to me, um, you know, I think our product is incorporating a lot of those backstage elements, those those fun, you know, parking lot beatdowns and stuff. And, and you know, that's a thing of its own. But uh, to me, it has elements of the past and elements of like, like we were saying earlier, black and gold and, 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 and uh, a wrestling. We're putting on a wrestling product, too. So I think we have a balance of everything. I agree with everything you just said. But also, you know, this is the future of this company. So like you, you know, you want to see what's next to come, who, who the next guys are going to be, you know, see them when they uh, are just starting, you know. So I'll ask both of you and I'll start with you, Tony. What made you want to do this? What made you want to be a sports entertainer? Um, I watched it growing up. You know, I kind of fell away from it a little bit when I got into sports, you know, football, wrestling, baseball. Um. And my uncle, actually, he did it a little bit on the independent scene. So, um, you know, I saw him doing it and I was like, you know, I, I could see myself, you know, getting in that uh, field. And, you know, I after college, I wasn't done being an athlete. You know, I, I hadn't I wanted to do more. I felt like I had more in the tank. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, Briscoe, he hit me up. Um, he was like, hey, you want to come in for a tryout? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I didn't think I'd get that opportunity. And then, you know, here we are. So um, it, it wasn't like a lifelong dream of mine, you know, not to say I didn't always want to do it, but it was just like it just happened. You know, That's for me, exactly. I grew up watching it. I grew up watching it. Uh, I was there when Edge cashed in his first ever money in the bank uh, briefcase. And I like right there, I was hooked. Uh my life didn't head that direction. You know, I played sports and stuff, but, you know, I started, I went to college. I was all over the place doing a little bit of everything. I thought I was going to go to medical school. I thought I was going to build rockets. I thought I was going to race, drive race cars. I thought I was going to be in the FBI. But then uh, I got a little experience with the WWE in 2014 where um, I won a competition. They brought me down to the Performance Center and uh, I debuted at SummerSlam, like came out. I was on the pre-show with Ric Flair and, and all these guys and, to me, that little taste, I could never get it out of my head. I just kept thinking about it no matter what I did. And I'm like, dude, this job sucks. Like, why would I want to sit in a cubicle all day? You know, like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be doing, I want to be out in the spotlight, be the star. So to me, I, I think I can never get rid of that taste. And then I, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Guys, me and Dave have been trying to figure out something for a couple of months now. And hopefully you can help us answer the question. <laughs> How big is the chip on Tiffany Stratton's shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty big. I mean, pretty big. you know, hey, she's you know, she's a she's a different type of girl. I don't know. Like to me, she's uh, you know, I've seen her since we started. She's um, she's definitely got an attitude about her. She's got this uh, aura about herself, and you know, I don't. I, I don't talk to her that much. How about you? you, you, you. <laughs> I mean, I don't talk to her. What about you? You talk to her. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
not that much. Yeah. But, but uh, to be honest, if I'm being honest here, but uh, you can see that she really wants it, you know, and she feels yeah. not underappreciated, but, uh, you know, feels like uh, she can give more. So, you know, she's got she's got that chip. She's got that anger. You know, she wants she wants it. And she's a great athlete, too. So, and you know what? You know, it's kind of a, a tongue in cheek question joke there. But she's been on the show with us a couple of times and me and Dave are scratching our head. She's like, she's got us all fooled. I'm like, yeah, not even sure. Either. I don't know. Like, I don't like. And again, but but you know what? Both times that she was on with us, Bully, when the interview was over, we're like, man, we're into it. We're into the character. We're into the personality. We could see yeah. how she could be successful in this business. And obviously, early on, she has been extremely successful. Mm-hmm. She's somebody that immediately you're drawn to. And I understand why. I mean, Bully, we, she's going to be something. But also, we know that the family. Uh, Tony, maybe it, it might be time. I don't know. To my expand the family a little bit. Are, are you thinking of expanding the family at all? Strength in numbers. Just well, saying. you know, it was, uh, we're always thinking about that, but it's about getting the right guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, we had that run in with uh, our last member mm-hmm. who did some shady stuff. Yes. And, you know, uh, it's unfortunate what happened to him. You know, uh, he disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, he turned into a rat. And he went to the witness protection program and you can't trust rats. So, you know, it's it's hard to sift through all the lies and figure out who you can really trust. So that's really what it's about. Always keep that your I- mouth shut and never rat on your friends. There you go. Bingo. And hey, listen, Bowie, if you guys, Bowie, you might be a, you might be a good yeah, piece. I, that's, that's the mindset. If you need a good Luca Brazzi, I could, you know, I could probably <laughs> be the guy. I don't want to get whacked that quick, but more importantly, if you need a great Jojo to well, I think Tommy dream is available. Stop. Ah, don't yeah. Don't, that's don't what we were saying. Anymore. We want a big boy. We want a guy with, you know, just sitting in the back eating a hoagie, you know? Oh my God, please. Well guys, congratulations. Thank you Thank so you. much for the time. Listen, you're champions and you deserve it. You've been great. The storytelling has been amazing. It's great to watch you grow. And I can't wait to see what we're going to get from you guys next again, NXT tonight, 8 PM Eastern time live on USA. And, Congratulations to the family, Tony D'Angelo. We're celebrating tonight, sir. Good, hey, good celebration, Stacks hey, and Tony. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much and enjoy tonight. Thank you for thank having you us. We really appreciate it. Great All job, right. guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank All right, you too. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.